Hey. Hey, welcome out to Third World Linux episode Third World Gaming. <laughs> Because we can. <laughs> nah, nah, it's not we're not going to take over. It's just yeah. we want to do something special because um a special void in our lives were left when Broodwar pretty much left the professional gaming scene circa 2012. Uh, when 2000. Yeah, whenever whenever Blizzard uh if I may do the whole like, conspiracy <laughs> Please thing. do so. <laughs> uh, well, it obviously wasn't a conspiracy. It was like, oh, yeah. hey, totally like do StarCraft 2 because Brood War is Oh, wait a minute. We have to whatever. introduce ourselves. <laughs> I'm Jao. <laughs> I'm AG, third word Linux, you know. Yeah. Yeah, chao14.com. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh Okay, let's do background first. For those who don't know, we are massive, massive fans of the professional brood war scene. Yeah. Oh, before that, we have to acknowledge that uh, I'm having a cigarette, <laughs> and I'm having allergies. <laughs> so my nose is a bit off, and I you'll occasionally hear snips and whatnot. And um, you'll hear the background noise because we're outside. Because you said background, so you know, figured like <laughs> might as well acknowledge the background background yeah. noise. <laughs> so anyway, going back, brood war. DJ Dong fighting, <laughs> BC fighting. <laughs> you can tell I'm a Zerg, <laughs> and I'm a Protoss because you know <laughs> Protossy things. No, uh, the BC build. Anyway, uh, became massive fans of the Brood War scene. I think 2011 when yeah. I yeah. Um, and then we uh, we reach back to the histories because we out of I, I think before StarCraft 2 was being released, we were like, dude. You played Brood War, right? Yeah. Played Brood War, right? Yeah. Did you watch pros and how Koreans do it? Yeah. We should be like that. Be pro. <laughs> it became a meme with us for for some time that everything we do should be pro. <laughs> so from then on, we started watching some videos of game caster of of casters in YouTube. Class art. Yeah, man. Class art for life. Class art's my hero. Dude. Oh my god. Well, nuke the stars, nuke the stars, nuke the stars, like every man, nuke the stars. And there, there were some other guys. Um, cholera was really good. Oh, cholera. Uh, who else? The one who got, who became a professional caster in the states. Oh, uh, but then one more, that, one more person. There's like four people we closely followed. Uh, mole trap. There you go, mole trap. A lot of people didn't like him, but mole trap. Mole right. trap. Yeah, but yeah, favorites is Clazart and nuke the stars. Nuke the stars. Yeah. And then we we look at the games like, Clazart has some of the best series between Flash and Jay Dong and uh, uh, Bisu uh, and Savior. Yeah, Bisu and Savior. Wait, 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 no, 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 no that's Small Trap. Was it Small Trap or was it Day Nine? Day Nine did the oh, analysis. Oh yeah, Day Nine did the analysis on the fall of uh, Savior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we pretty much we we studied, um, Broodwar and how the professional players played it, so we could. Badly emulate them <laughs> playing against our friends, <laughs> and we became we became hooked to the scene. So going back, when the scene Brood War scene died down because you know conspiracy theory. That was no, it was <laughs> it was Blizzard saying like you have to push StarCraft too, <laughs> and what better way to do that than to force an esports uh, scene to, or at least that was you know how how we uh, view it. <laughs> Well, that, that's what Team Liquid said, <laughs> or at least the 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 Brood War uh, section of Team Liquid, which I haven't been to in a long time. Me too. But Last they time have a we Dota there, area, yeah, whatever. And they have a StarCraft 2 area, so it's, it's yeah. 
But um, the last time we, I was there was to check on the latest tournament. Now it was the, the latest, Sonic, I, yeah, the Sonic, Sonic Star, Star League, League. Yeah. Sonic Star League, where some of the old folks who stuck with uh, Broodwark Haya man. Uh, yeah. Well, what what happens? Um, what tends to happen in the scene, right? Uh, so you have all of the Kespa players that move over to StarCraft 2 and then when they retire, they retire to play amateur Brood War. So uh, that in, in comes the Sonic Star League, which is like one guy, <laughs> like one guy setting up an entire tournament. <laughs> Sonic, my hero. <laughs> I thought it was sponsored by a bank or like convenience store. Yeah, before that, right? Like before before the convenience store and stuff, it was just pretty uh, much this uh, Sonic the first guy. the first Sonic Star League. Yeah, before it was a big thing because it was an amateur tournament. Yeah, until it became the only Brood War tournament. Sort of. Well. Where the big names joined. Yeah, yeah. The uh, amateur tournament where the big names joined yeah. because as retirees, they're amateurs again. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, when that left, we were not watching esports and I was like, I, I miss watching esports personally. So what's the biggest esport right now? StarCraft 2. <laughs> Arguably, StarCraft 2. I'd argue it's League Dota of Legends. <laughs> For me, it's Dota 2. My argument, or the premise I'm working on, because Dota 2 attracts the... Uh, has the biggest prize pool, therefore attracts the best players. It's such a competitive scene based from like the first month that I'm studying Dota 2. And, <laughs> and what I was doing is, it's such a futile attempt because why I wa- started watching Dota 2 it's because I want to see how similar it is to Brood War. <laughs> okay. Am I, am I going to find my old heroes? Am I going to see some characters, some drama, and all that? So I started watching Valve's documentary on Dota 2, which is free to play. Okay. Which. Yeah. Um, Heard about it. Yeah, yeah. Which highlighted the first, the international tournament. The first tournament, esports tournament, that had the $1 million prize pool. Yeah, which one million dollars goes to the winner of the like the the team that wins that tournament gets one million dollars, no question. Second place, two hundred thousand. That's so it was one point two million. Oh no, it's not a. Well, probably it's around the <laughs> or, or was one, it <laughs> two million dollar prize pool? I think one oh, million yeah, goes yeah. to the winner, and then the rest of it is divided. Yeah, up exactly. The rest so of probably one point five. Yeah, again, math. You got the idea. <laughs> So yeah, um, I started watching that and then yeah, I, I found some names and whatnot. And from that, I started diving in. And I look at some casters because that's how we did Brood War then. I look, we looked at casters. We look at people who commented in the scene or those who are knowledgeable about the scene. And then I found out about Purge, this guy named Purge, who now, t- uh, he used to be a caster of uh, Dota All-Stars games. And then when Dota 2 was announced by Valve during the first international tournament, 2011, he went, he transitioned to just doing Dota 2. And we're like, that's weird. Like, the transition between Brood War and StarCraft 2 was not as smooth. Like, the old guard were left behind. Yeah. Which is so sad. <laughs> but, but, but it leveled the playing field, StarCraft 2. But Dota 2 didn't seem to level it out and well based on the really bad research I'm doing because 
well, some of the history is before Dota All Stars, the first Dota. Um, there were like four or five people who really made that mod for Warcraft Three, uh, for Frozen Throne. Yeah, made it okay. a huge thing. But then again, those founders kind of divided. Others went on to make League of Legends. Others made went on to make Dota Two. And between the two games, League of Legends and Dota Two, they're like the top mobas right now. There are quite some similarities, but in principle, they are like good esport games. It's just that Dota Two has like a huge financial backing with Valve, and Valve is doing such a great thing, at least for me, on how they handle the professional scene. So, right. So if y'all haven't noticed, um, <laughs> this is pretty much going to be me trying to understand Dota, <laughs> um, because like I don't, I don't play. I played like twice. Days. I played twice in my life. Failed epically both times. No, you, there was one game we played Dota, Dota All Stars. Like one of the times we were bored. When yeah, we that was the Call first Duty. time I played. <laughs> Second time with law friends, right? Yeah, and that was an even bigger failure because those guys are like really good. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, when we were playing, like <laughs> we were all terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty much Norm and I who were just doing the carrying. And I was using Crystal Maiden. Those who are familiar with Dota, to, Dota, know that Crystal Maiden can't really play a hard carry you see i have no idea what he's talking about <laughs> so so um my own selfish like reason for this episode is so that i can understand what it is that my brother watches <laughs> <laughs> that way i can connect with him on a level other than like alcohol <laughs> and the uh, bad cow <laughs> yeah and then the boston accent <laughs> and a lot of other things Right, but you know, <laughs> because it's interesting. Because first, at first, Zhao and I were really dismissive of mobas. Like, oh, you ruined Brood War. Oh, you ruined esports. But no, that wasn't me. Yeah, for that me, it was. Me. I, yeah, it was just for me. <laughs> but now, I mean, it's changed for me because I played a few um, games of Dota, albeit really bad. Like for ten games, I only recorded two wins, and probably of the ten games, I only had like four good games. And there was one game there was like we were cheated because oh the guy we can't kill the guy we can't right click or cast spells on the guy he ah oh, it was a cheat but anyway um, oh dude the first time we ever played Dota I remember this now yeah I remember this now you're playing a troll warlord yeah like the troll guy right I was playing a troll warlord <laughs> <laughs> um, oh no I was not playing Crystal Maid I was playing Medusa anyway um he can rally right uh huh. Right, you can press control. Yeah. It's control, right? Yeah. Control and then you click, 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 click. Yeah. Like it rallies, right? Yeah. My control key was broken. <laughs> so I kept on rallying. <laughs> I play StarCraft, right? We didn't have rallies with Brood War. So you went to town on the rally. So I was just clicking, like, ooh, click, click, click. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, that kind of ruined my first experience with Dota. It's <laughs> like, what is this game? Yeah, I, I now, yeah, now I, I kind of remember Norm was playing Pugna. Oh man, so Pugna has this like epic skill where huge damage dealing with the one skill like just halves or one f- halves your life or like three fourths your life. So the build I did was um, Medusa with the Lincolns and um, MKB. And I uh, know uh, BKB Black King Bar, which to Jao this is for Jao explanation. Lincoln Sphere. One of the skills of that item is that whenever a spell is casted on you, it cancels that spell. One and one spell alone. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
And then a blacking bar is you being granted spell immunity for 10 seconds. Okay. So, yes. and then remember, I told you, Pugna has a skill where just one click and then that's one fourth of your life. I mean, you only have one fourth of your life remaining. Okay. So I pretty yeah. much negated that. But Norm compensated by giving him an item that gives him a high damage bonus. So even okay. though the high damage output, like the burst damage is negated, he can just right-click me to die. <laughs> Meaning primary attack, like the simple attack. Okay, yeah. So yeah, he just yeah. can do that to kill me. <laughs> Medusa has a low, the hero I was using then, has a low damage output. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> if so, you heard a guy yelling yeah. in the background, we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so what happens was I we still lost. You were my teammate back then because you were feeding. Uh, I forgot who was. Anyway, long. So it was a one game. But anyway, going back to Dota Two and uh, Brood War, one of the things that we like about the Brood War scene was the meta game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. The meta game. <laughs> Really? Well, that's not the thing that you liked about Boudoir? That was one of the things that I liked about oh, yeah. Boudoir, of course. Like, the meta game is, you know, yeah. Well, for me, the, my favorite is the meta game that leads to the drama in Boudoir. Uh, uh, like, like, for me, my, that's why I fell in love with, <laughs> with freaking um, Savior's game against Bisu. Because of the, dra- because of the meta game shift. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, to yeah, those yeah. who are not familiar with um, Broodwar, just, let's just say that this, uh, say, Rock always beats Scissors. But Scissors found a way to beat Rock. Something like that, I guess. Okay, yeah. Uh, uh, I guess, uh, something like that. So, Bisu, this, ca- this player Bisu, found a hard counter to something that was, like, the standard at that time to build uh, how to beat Protoss players because Savior was a Zerg yeah and that demolished Savior like nothing else like that one game alone led to his downfall not really really yeah well it was the tipping point I guess yeah it was, the games were really close uh huh like that it, it was a it was a 3-0 yeah but, but the third game he was not he was just like all three games were close no but the third game he still kept on doing what he was doing yeah, because he didn't thing. adapt to the meta game that's that, that's it that's that's what was interesting yeah. uh DTs man <laughs> Imba dude <laughs> DTs are wicked Imba yeah you might not think so but not in the hands of Bisu <laughs> and then aside from like Bisu and Savior there's also the Flash vs. Jadong games. Yeah. Uh, a, bu- a bunch of others, like... Especially during the, the end... Oh, dude, Boxer vs. Yellow. Uh, Boxer vs. Yellow, man! Those were like, And wow. it's such a friendly rivalry, even so. They weren't... It wasn't... Well, most of the rivalries are not really personal. <laughs> yeah, that only happened with StarCraft 2. <laughs> <laughs> because I actually did start watching the GSL. Oh, because um, more because I like Tasteless and Artosis. Uh, yeah. Like I like their, their I, I commentary. like the commentary guys. Again, going back to like how how we la- we went to the scene because the commentaries are great. Yeah, like I ended up really liking Tasteless, so I ended up watching casting the GSL. Their casts. Yeah, 
and it's given me like perspective on StarCraft 2 as well. And there's a lot more subtlety to it than I initially like thought. Uh-huh. Um, but then the meta game going back has, has had time to develop. So, uh, like, yeah, in the beginning, everybody was still f- feeling, feeling everything out, out and like, well, the, the thing that I find, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like, uh, with, with StarCraft, uh, what I'm finding out about StarCraft 2 is a lot of the meta game and like a lot of the balance, um, comes from the way the players play. Whereas with, exactly. um, the MOBAs. A lot of the balance comes from the top. Like, a lot of the balancing of Dota comes from Valve. Yeah. Um, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, well, well, like pretty much the game is balancing itself out. Yeah. Because, um, you gotta admit, Rude War players would understand each and every uh, type, of oh, not type, um, race there has an imba unit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Such as the... Um, everything that's balanced, I think... <laughs> Like is balanced because everything is imbalanced. <laughs> right? the, like for me, siege tanks, man. <laughs> yeah, you and your DTs, man. <laughs> and uh, what do you call that? What's my favorite? No, not lurkers. Oh, oh, lurk. Well, lurkers are no. They're easily countered. Defilers, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, defilers, defilers are really <laughs> Crap, man. Like, oh my god, my dragoons are nothing because of those defilers. <laughs> But then again, DTs. <laughs> but you see, you can see the connection. Like it's like the government. <laughs> Each of them are strong. So they're all like really imba. That's why our president is really mad at the judiciary because the judiciary is imba. But then so is the president, and so is the Congress. <laughs> but that's how it came. But what I noticed with Dota, at least, is that the balancing is in the game itself, and. I commend Valve or like the original makers of Dota because you have like a hundred heroes that you have to balance out. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Their strengths and, and there's so many things in there like even turn speed, even attack animations that like my favorite hero, Crystal Maiden, is probably one of the slowest attack animations in the game. So as a Crystal Maiden player, you have to learn, a fundamental is you have to learn how to do the animation cancels or how to with given that slow attack speed how do you make it faster so that would be like um the that would be the dota equivalent of the dragoon dance exactly that's what i'm going to point at like learning dragoon dance is essential because dragoons slow as hell but if you can make them dance properly if you can make it target properly or get pick up the right spots they can take over like zerglings not cracklings, they're they're gonna die with cracklings. <laughs> That's what DTs, man, DTs and storms. Yeah. Another imba unit. <laughs> Another imba unit. Storms, man. So so that's the that's the case for me. But then again, those small imbalances can be negated by again the meta game. What other uh, your team composition? You need to find. Say, if I'm playing a crystal maiden. I need to find someone that can complement Crystal Maiden. So usually, it's someone who is uh, a hero with a high HP or someone who can do a high attack speed. Because Crystal Maiden, what he, she can do is she can stun mm. enemy heroes, which 
that's why you need someone with a high HP and high damage output. So once that hero is stunned, the the carry. Okay, so so yeah. so so give me the terms. Yeah, okay, Crystal Maiden is a support character. Okay, a support's main main job is to pretty much support the entire team. <laughs> that's a bad explanation. It's pretty much to supplement the entire team by putting in wards. I explained to you warding, right? To put vision in the map of the dark spots in the map, the fog of war. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, places with the fog of war are like um, the neutral creeps, meaning like because. You play Dota, you've seen, like, you have a bunch of people moving in the lane with you, right? Yeah. But yeah, there are yeah. other creatures the, in the map. The entourage. Yeah. <laughs> there are other creatures in the map that you have to have vision of. And then there's the runes. <coughs> okay. Which gives you in-game, uh, in-game skills, like double damage, invisibility, or um, illusions, like duplicates of yourself. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. the and then, as a support, what you have to do is to make sure your carry... Meaning, the carry is the one dealing the highest damage output in okay, the team. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, he's pretty much a hero killer. Think uh-huh. of him, uh, I always think of him as the quarterback. Because okay, he's yeah, the yeah. one who's going to make the plays. Okay, if your yeah, carry yeah. fails in the game, you pretty much lose the game. Okay, so putting it in terms that I understand, uh-huh. your carry is the equivalent of having cracklings with ultralisks. Exactly, because your ultralisk is your carry. But then the cracklings do the damage. No, no, look at it this way. A defiler with cracklings. But then you have no damage output. Uh, you have no. You have nothing to tank the damage. But Yeah, no, I mean, like the damage output is there. Yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes a carry doesn't need to have high HP. Okay, so just need to deal the... Damage output. Yeah, just the, need to deal the highest DPS. But it helps because um, for, uh, for a carry to have high HP because survivability. Okay. Uh, in yeah, those yeah. clashes, huge clashes between like five on five team fights, the if the carry survives and like kills three people, did his job. Okay. So think of it as like, and then as the support, like what I do, Crystal Maiden specialty is pretty much disables heroes and slows heroes down, the opponent heroes down. Okay. So it doesn't matter if I don't have high enough level. Or good enough items, as long as I have the right skills to supplement the carry, because the carry needs to have the best items. Needs to have the the what we call in in like for us, right? In brood war, we need to have a good economy. Okay. To yeah, maintain yeah. your base, you need to have that income flow. Yeah. In Dota, you need to have good farm, and good farm can be achieved if your carry gets skills, if your carry doesn't die a lot. Oh, so farm is like when you kill creeps. Yeah. Okay. We feel, uh, either the entourage <laughs> or the neutral creeps. Oh. Because the neutral creeps are harder to kill, but they have higher gold outputs. Okay. So that's why you have to ward because sometimes when you see an oppo- opposing hero um, in the neutral creeps like that hitting, and then I, I as a support will say to my teammates, we can gank. You know what gank is, right? No. Gangbang flank. Oh, okay. So, like, five of you ganging up, or, like, three, two of you uh, ganging up on one hero. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually, those who do the farm, neutral creeps farm, are carries or the offlane support. That's another... So, that's like... That's another role. So, if we're putting it in Call of Duty terms, that's the dude that goes to another lane as a ninja. 
Exactly. Okay. So your offlane support, what it does is, because again, there's three lanes in in three main lanes in in MOBAs, in Dota. Uh, we're speaking in context of Dota. Uh, you have your offlane or your easy lane where what what usually that person does an AoE damage. It's not high output, but at least like it's it disables everything. But I'm I'm really sorry for everybody no. that isn't watching. <laughs> you didn't see me nod. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, very compelling radios. <laughs> <laughs> but the in- most interesting is, um, and then you also have a soft support, which is because sometimes the hard support doesn't have. Um, what I do most usually is I babysit the carry. I'm always with the carry at all times. Make sure he doesn't die. Make sure he gets all the farm. And make sure, here's a concept I haven't explained to you. Deny the our creeps. Meaning, I kill our own creeps so that the opposing team won't have gold and won't have experience from oh, the creep. Oh, so that's like, um, that's like the eraser trick. Exactly. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or, when you see someone building up a new base, and you go on drop on that. Okay. So that the farm doesn't happen. I mean, you can't mine from that base. Yeah, because the farm yeah. doesn't happen. Because right, right, the, right. the drones can't get, like, minerals and gas. Yeah. So that's pretty much one of my jobs. To make sure that our carry is better than the opposing team's carry. You see, you can, you can tell that I played a lot of Zerg because <laughs> AG talks about killing drones. <laughs> Whenever I talk about, like, Denying mining, I'm thinking of killing probes. <laughs> <laughs> but but <Sorry. laughs> but like you see you see the where the meta game comes from. Now that uh you have to like that's the fundamental things that you have to win in a game. Like one of my favorite Dota 2 commentators, analyst players, Purge, uh-huh. has this one quote in one of the casts he says that stuck to me because I play as a support and this is one of the things he said. When the enemy carry can't kill the opposing team support, or you, I mean, you as a support, it means you're gonna win the game. Oh. Cause the carry is the highest damage dealer, right? Right, right. And if you can't kill, kill the squishiest person on the opposing team, what's your use? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's, it's really such an interesting, uh, and, and that, that for me is such an interesting thing. Now, you also have the other, like, your mid lane, your roamers and gankers. Because there are, like, they're not support, but they just roam the map and try to kill as much heroes as possible. Okay, yeah. There, there's that, which pretty much easy because it disrupts uh, the lanes. Mm. Because people, like, in, in Dota, you have to protect the towers that are in your lanes. And if your heroes are get picked off one by one, then you can't protect those towers. Oh. Um, and then there's also one of my uh, one of the other pretty much um, jobs in roles in Dota is your pusher whose main job is to just destroy towers okay yeah. <laughs> because again at the end the objective is to destroy the enemy ancient yes thus defense of the, the ancient yeah. well actually that's something that's lost on um, on, on a lot of people I think that, that, that come into like watching an esport uh-huh. Uh, like, uh, the the actual objective, because like something that is, uh, 
endemic to esports is we never finish the game all the way through to the end unless you're willing to sit through a two hour <laughs> brood war match, right? Because like <laughs> because the objective is to destroy eliminate all the buildings. Yeah. Right? And uh I I think like part of my uh, fundamental misunderstanding of Dota is I really did not know what the, the objective, yeah, what the win condition is. Oh. Um, I didn't know what the ancient looked like. Pretty much, it's the biggest thing in the map. Yeah, <laughs> that's the ancient. That is at the end near your base, <laughs> uh, near the fountain. Uh, the fountain is like your starting area. Yeah, the fountain yeah. thingy with those little circles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to protect that. That's why it's called defense of the ancients, not attack to the ancient. <laughs> because whoever defends the ancient wins the game. Or whoever destroys the ancient first wins the game. Okay. So, that, um, and, and, ooh, one interesting thing is the GG conditions. For Broodwar, you can see a GG condition right there. Right, yeah, yeah. But for Dota, sometimes even, I uh, know, uh, there's a thing called Mega Creeps. I'm not sure if you've encountered Mega Creeps. Nope. Because at the end of every tower lies a, bar- a barracks for the melee entourage. <laughs> I'm going to call them entourage instead of creeps from now on. <laughs> and the range entourage. Okay. If you destroy those, then your own entourage slash creeps gets an advantage over their creeps. Meaning, you can push the lanes better. Oh, so that's what those things were. Exactly. That's why the aim, every time, you dis- after you destroy the tower, you destroy those barracks. Oh. Right? Once you destroy those barracks, you can now destroy the ancients. But you don't need to destroy the barracks of all the three lanes. Okay. The well, I forgot the team name, but in the, 2001, uh, the 2011, the international, that's one of the ch- strategies of the Chinese team. Mm-hmm. Because... As I told you, sometimes like you divide your lanes into uh, this lane has two people, this lane has two people, and one lane has one person. What this Chinese team did was five people in one lane. Boom. They have games that only last 15 minutes long. Okay, that's so pretty much the four pool. That's the four pool. Yeah, that's the four pool. That. But again, you know what? It's not as exciting as the four pool. <laughs> it's not as exciting as the four pool. Although that has that advantages, if you have the right hero composition and you pretty much have the hard counters of opposing heroes, of the opposing team. This is where the metagame comes in. Exactly. Right, because uh, you have the draft. Which is insane. For me, that was wow. Because um, the captain's mode, for me, was one of the most fascinating things in, that... Is not in Brudoir. I guess in Pro League format, it's right there because you have to sequence your players. Right, right. Like, you, you have to know that, oh, the opposing team has a very strong Protoss player that they usually field at the first. So you get a Protoss sniper yeah. to take out that person. It also happens that way in, in, in Dota, but the difference is you can ban heroes. Meaning, okay. you can ban certain heroes. The, the opposing team can select those heroes for the game. So if you know, say, again, Crystal Maiden is my favorite hero. And the opposing team knows that I'm 
a badass support as Crystal Maiden. So they will ban Crystal Maiden. Oh, so it's like um it's like like in the GSL. Uh players can thumb down maps. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. I forgot that you can do that for so, for 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 uh Broodwar. Pretty yeah. much that. So it's it's like thumbing down a map except you're thumbing down a, a hero. Exactly. Okay. And there's like four heroes that you can ban. Oh no, five I think five heroes that you can ban. Okay. But so each team has five players standard. Yeah. yeah. So each team has five heroes that they have to select and five heroes that they have to ban. Oh. But then um how how does it go? Like after each round you can't repeat. So here here's what happens. Like first round <clears throat> you uh first round of picks, you first select a ban. Okay. Not a selection. Okay. And they like ban selection, ban selection, ban selection. Until you have five. Okay. Or yeah. like the ten heroes that you will see in play. And say the match has been already been won by team A, all of those get restart. Like you have to do another draft for game number two. Oh, okay. So it's interesting now. So are you gonna ban the same heroes? Are you gonna ban the heroes that you saw that they fielded in the other game? Ah. That's what was so fascinating to me. So there, the skill in Dota is not so much playing just one hero. It's it's knowing how to play different heroes. At least on the meta game level. On the meta game level, like yeah. one of my favorite was this um, Dendi from the team Navi. They were playing against a Chinese team, I told you, who could steamroll uh, steam an entire team. Yeah, the four-pool Chinese team. Yeah. I think they were down... Uh, for the international, they have to win four games to advance. Okay. I think uh, Navi was down by two games, so like three to two. Uh, oh, no, it was three to two. So they were they're only down one game. Uh-huh. Navi did something insane. All of their picks for the draft were standard. But their carry, Dendi, chose a hero that he hasn't played ever. Like he has not played that hero before. Like, so didn't even practice with it. Didn't even practice with it. Huh. And here's the thing: the Chinese team uh, they were up against is known for studying their teams like nothing else. Oh, Think of okay. them as yeah, in yeah. in basketball, there are teams that are really addicted to stats. Right, like um, those uh, player effectiveness ratings, and yeah, yeah, yeah. they scout how the movements. Like, it's a team like that. So when they see, when they saw Dendi fielding a hero, they have no idea. He has no idea how to use. It was a gamble, pretty much, for Navi, because their okay. carry doesn't know how to carry <laughs> with, with that, that hero. Hero, yeah, yeah. But uh, Dendi is known for having an insane micro. In Dota. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he has the skills to like adapt on the fly. At the beginning of the game, he was getting clobbered. But okay. then the supports came in to help. And then, so he, he steamrolled, he was able to build his items up to the point where he became, mid in the game, he became so familiar with his hero that they were able to clobber the Chinese team. Huh. But it was one of the most entertaining fights I've ever saw in 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 in, in Dota. That I, oh my god! But so as a like like as a as a professional Dota uh-huh. player, 
uh, are you, are you uh, does does the pro have to like know a little bit about all of the heroes or is it uh, have to know what every hero does to be a good pro or oh, you have to know that's a standard you have to know every hero okay. not not play but you know that this hero is a disabler this hero is a pusher oh, okay this yeah, hero yeah. can be a carry or a disabler Oh, okay. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to know because because you will face different heroes each time because of the nature of the draft and the ban. Mm. So, what happened to that? Why they got the victory was the Chinese team doesn't know how to react to Dendi because they have no idea how to play him, which messed up the meta game of the Chinese players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which also messed up the game of Navi because it was a huge gamble. Mm, it's an elimination yeah, match. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah. Which paid off. But what I think is important is you need to have a solid fundamentals of the entire, like, the skills you need to prosper in the game. Like, map knowledge, uh, like, how to move your hero, basic positioning, mm, okay. stuff like that. Like, you have to know math. Because that's what I was telling Zhao that, uh, before that, Dota, as, as opposed to Brood War, Brood War you have to know micro and you have to know your race. And you have to know what your unit composition does to a certain, to the opposing team's unit composition. Yeah. And then it all ends up with who who has the best macro and great economy to sustain that that composition, that composition can win the game. Right. But from what, from what I've learned from that game is you just need to have a basic grasp of the skill and the math. Okay, like the math how? Because here's the thing. Say I saw an enemy uh, carry. Mm-hmm. He's got 2,000 lives. Yeah, yeah. But he has a slow move speed. Okay, so you no, have now to you know. Can, uh, yeah, yeah, now yeah. you see that my disabler, say again, Crystal Maiden. Crystal Maiden has the skill Frost Nova. Uh, Frost, Frostbite. That pretty much disables a hero for 4 seconds and deals, if I'm not mistaken, 250 damage. So that's what that thing was. What do you mean? Because when I was playing with, like, law school friends. Why can't I move? And what's this big thing that looks like stasis field? Oh, the, the one with circling above your head. That's a stun. I was a, it, it looked like a stasis field. Oh, that I think is... Oh, yeah. Stasis <laughs> is frost. No- yeah, that, that's, that's uh, frostbite. Yeah, I was stasis. I was like, hey. And you can't move, right? Yeah, stasis. So that's the disable. <laughs> so you can't move. You can still cast spells, but you can't move. But carries usually rely on their right-click damage, meaning they're just their base damage. Mm. But they buff it with with um, items. So you disable pretty much that carry. And again, 2,000 lives, right? Yeah. You deal 250 damage because of your frostbite. Mm-hmm. And then I told you about a nuker or someone who just deals the high amount of damage the fastest. Say, he could deal at, in, in a span of two seconds, 1,000 damage. Mm, so okay. this hero is now at 750 health. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. the second, like, your pusher also has a skill that can put, like, 500 damage in a second. So in three seconds, he's only down to 250 health. Oh, uh, okay. So that's where I'm telling you, that that's where the math comes in. Some of these Dota players I'm seeing, the pro ones, they can do the math on the fly. Like, 
when they just take a peek at the opposing hero's items, like oh the base damage of this, uh, the base HP of this hero is this with um with say a blacking bar, his strength output also increases a life of a hero. Uh, that means his HP is now at this level. Oh man, I can't take him out. I need another hero with me to take this person out. Oh, they can do those judgments at the fly. Okay, yeah. So, so it's like um, so so putting it in terms of uh, RTS games, where it's all about unit compositions exactly. and what your unit composition does to another unit composition. Exactly. Um, it's each team is a unit composition, uh. and they're supposed to counter each other. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So and you have like one guy doing the farming who's your macro dude. <laughs> like you have like one probe that farms. Um, that's pretty much the pusher. Okay, yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. Because uh, your pusher gets a lot of farm and he can snowball. That's always a term. That's um, in, in, in MOBA. Uh, one, another battle is, aside from, you know, defending your towers and whatnot, it's just a battle of momentum. Who can sustain their momentum? Who can snowball into just crushing the opposing team's ancient? Yeah, yeah. As opposed, like, to, to RTS. Well, that's actually StarCraft 2. StarCraft 2 is a lot more like that. Oh, really? Where it's it's a lot of momentum. Oh, okay. Because so, uh, in Brudoir, lose a battle and it can shift drastically. Yeah. Um, what was it? Uh, Starcraft. Well, Brudoir was like that as well. Momentum. Yeah, there was. But then, but mm. then you can you can. It, the the tide shifted a lot faster with Brudoir. Yeah. But then with Starcraft too, uh, the idea was to win a lot of little battles. But then, and and if you if you lost one big battle, as long as you had those lots of little battles before you, oh, interesting, you still have the momentum to to sustain your economy pretty much. Yeah, as opposed to to uh, Brood War, where you really just need to destroy like nothing else in those big battles, mm. and that's why the long games happen because okay, I'm not I'm not ready, I'm not ready. But then again, it also depends on the matchup. Ah, uh, yeah, right, like with. Again with StarCraft too, oh, like sometimes you get PvZ is a long game, pretty much. Yeah, and sometimes they hinge on this one big battle, but no. like generally it's momentum. But then more so with MOBAs as I understand it now. Yeah. That momentum is so important in, in, in a MOBA game. Like when when what happens sometimes is your middle lane, it's the most important lane. Cause it's like the shortest route from your ancient to their ancient. Mm. It's the shortest route. So sometimes if those the middle barracks gets destroyed, it's gonna be an uphill climb. Like you have oh, to yeah, win yeah, yeah. a lot of the team fights. So that you know, because if you win team fights, of course, opposing hero heroes die. And there's a timer. Cooldowns pretty much. Oh, by the way, when I said little battles, I meant harasses. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much. Uh you have to win those team fights just to disable the opposing team. So that they won't be able to defend their own ancient or defend their own towers, so you can push. Okay. So you have to do to have to win a lot of those. That's why what I found funny in 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 Dota is the GG conditions. There are hardly any GG conditions. It's either okay, two lanes of mine are wiped out, and they still have a bunch of towers. We can't we can't win the game. Okay, so by lane wiped out, you mean like the towers are gone and the barracks are gone? Yeah. Okay. Like you only have one lane where there's a barracks and one tower. 
Mm. And um, each ancient has two towers depending on them. Okay. Yeah. So say you only have three towers remaining while the opposing team still has like four. Okay. So that's oh still has five. Which which composes of the two towers in the ancients and the three towers defending the barracks in each lane. So okay. that's five towers. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that means it's an up, uphill battle because even if you push uh if you destroy one barracks and one uh one tower you still have another you're still at the disadvantage on another lane oh. <laughs> so to be able to counter that you must destroy their heroes but destroying towers destroying buildings also yield a high amount of farm high amount of farm means better items better items means you better know better heroes better heroes harder math Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because there's a bunch of multipliers and certain items do certain skills. Like I explained to you, Lincoln's Fear, that, that pretty much negates one spell or the blacking bars. You're immune to spells for 10 seconds. Right, so the items are those things that you buy in that little hut yeah. and they show up in that little circle. circle. Yeah, well, okay. in Dota 2, they don't show up in a circle anymore because you have your own stash. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which is not a circle anymore. <laughs> But those things, and it, it's, that's why snowballing is important and having a farm is important because you need to build those items. Okay. Because uh, no, no team can rely on just their hero skills alone and player skill alone. You really need items. Okay, so it's like uh, totally not a StarCraft <laughs> thing at all. <laughs> But then again, like uh, I can't I can't I, think of an analog anymore. Tech. Well, yeah, but you know that's why people target like um, siege. Uh, they call not siege tech. When you see someone putting up a Templar archive, yeah, you take it out. You have to take that out. Okay, so that's tech. Yeah. Huh. Because that means you have a better unit composition than the opposing team, because your tech was destroyed. And you have, say, a mirror match, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So it's whoever gets, yeah. Okay, so this is, uh, this episode should be called, like, How to Watch Dota if you watch StarCraft. <laughs> <laughs> how to transition. <laughs> well, how to appreciate. Yeah. How to appreciate. It's, 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 an, it's nice because I slowly understand it. I'm still not as excited because, again, the lack of four pool. Uh, the lack of like rivalries because um, rivalries in the sense that like there's no one like say you can't point, pinpoint the person who plays the best crystal maiden in the world but then like um, something that I uh, I guess because it's because of the team nature of it yes um, do, do you uh, do you see like 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 in the StarCraft world, it was always KT versus SKT. Like that was the biggest rivalry uh-huh. in the Caspa scene. Yeah. <laughs> like is there something like that though? Well I, it depends on the league that you're watching. What's the best league? The Korean one? Well, technically the best competition well I'm not into it deep so far. 
what I'm watching is KDL, Korean Dota League, and the international. That's what I've been following. That's like the World Cup. Yeah, which which is the World Cup that happens every year. <laughs> <laughs> and the KDL is like UEFA. Uh, I I like to think it's the English Premiership. Okay, so it's okay, and then and then you have like the Asian qualifier, or whatever, uh-huh. which should be like uh-huh. the, the UEFA Champions League or whatever. Yeah, the, the Asian qualifiers for um, which is I think it's ongoing. The Asian qualifiers for. The next year's the international. Okay, it's currently happening. But personally, I can't pinpoint yet because I haven't delved into the rivalries. Because I'm still grasping the basics. But yeah. my friend Trace mm-hmm. has already been telling me like, "Oh man, if you're watching KDL, um, a ni- that's uh, there's a nice rivalry there between Zephyr, my favorite team in KDL, and um, MVP." Hey, is MVP is okay. Cool. I think it's a yeah. They have a StarCraft two team yeah, as well. That, they're yeah, they're a professional gaming team. Yeah, so they have different sports. I mean, I'd like to think. I think so. Well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean they have a StarCraft team and uh, Dota two team. So yeah, yeah. But uh, what he says to me was, "It's a it's a nice rivalry because first first year that um, Zephyr was on like their first tournament as an organized team." They clobbered Zephyr. Uh, they clobbered MVP 3 to 0. They did that in two KDLs. Okay. On the third KDL, Zephyr went bronze. And it was a year that MVP won. Uh, it was a season that MVP won. Mm. Right now, the last time I checked, Zephyr is down 2 to 4. And uh, MVP is like 5 and 0. Oh. Because Purge is not playing this season. Oh, this is on Korean team? Okay. Because uh, Purge is... Uh, oh, Purge is not Korean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Purge is... Um, I think uh, he's such a great player. Like, that's how I understood that you need a lot of math. Because that's how he plays. Okay. Like, when he goes to the lane, the first thing he checks on your hero is your items. And then, like, run all and of the And then run the math. And then, okay, by level 3, I should be able to kill this guy. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Like, I, but, and then sometimes, when he does it, checks the numbers. Okay, I am, I can't really fight the, this hero. So, I'll just deny. And then, ask my, our roaming ganker to do his roaming early. Oh, so that's, well, oh, okay. so, just, so to pre- a- just to prevent this hero to, mo- to have momentum. So that's a different. That's another fundamental difference between Dota and StarCraft. Uh, StarCraft is a lot more about. I, I hesitate to use the word. It's a lot more about feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Emotions. It's a lot. It's a lot more gut based. StarCraft. Again, I, I guess that's one of the things that I'm missing with watching uh, Broodwar as opposed to Dota. Because Dota relies heavily on math. Yeah, like a, it seems like there's a lot more precision once you start exactly. getting into like, the best players in the world. Exactly. Because um, when you play pubs or like the public games or... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When you play pubs, everyone's just concerned about killing. Okay. Because I play hard support. Always hard support. Because I tried carry. Uh, I can't take the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take the pressure. I, I, I did a game where I was a pretty decent carry. Like I had 12 kills. Mm-hmm. I had 12 kills, 6 deaths, 5 assists. But it was so, so much pressure. And we lost. We managed to push uh, 2 lanes. 
but they got us to Mega Creeps. It's it's pretty much a no-win situation for you. Mega Creeps is like the entourage so amazing and strong. So you get you you, you go up against Mega Creeps when you take out a tower. All the barracks from all three lanes. Wait, what? So you get Mega Creeps when you destroy your opposing team's barracks in all three lanes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. You yeah, get yeah. all right. <clears throat> now, now, what we did was we were able to push the two lanes, but while pushing like their last, their bottom lane, uh, they got us into Mega Creeps, which means we are pretty much dead. <laughs> Cause it's hard to win, cause like, the creeps get like higher HP and higher damage, mm-hmm. which means it's harder for them to kill. And it's harder for you as a hero to kill those creeps as opposed to before. Oh, I could just one hit or a few hits, yeah, it's yeah, going yeah, down. Yeah. Or oh, I'm gonna use my AOE skill on you, like a pusher. We'll use an AOE skill yeah, and then yeah. oops, wipes all of those creeps to one fourth health. So that's just one attack dead. One attack dead. But when they're mega creeps, you do your gl- your AOE skill and like, boop, only one fourth damage. And then, ah! <laughs> so it's like, it's like, hi, I'm a high templar and you're an archon. <laughs> exactly. So very tanky and um, so it's pretty much a no win condition. But when there was a time that I played, actually, that's the most recent game I had. I played Crystal Maiden. Two kills. Six or seven deaths. And I'm so proud of this stat, 16 assists. The way a support should be. <laughs> we won the game. 